Welcome to the suburbs with Andy and Greg. Jim Mercer's here. <laughs> Sounds just like him. It's Warren Zevon, <laughs> lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> now Jim would like to sing an instrumental. <laughs> Whole crowd's like, oh, wait, we won't leave. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that reminds me. I saw this interview with Vince Gill, and the reason I clicked on it was part of it was joining the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He also mentioned that he had been invited by Eric Clapton to be in the Crossroads show. Did not know that. And he said that it was just like, wow, I've arrived as a guitar player if Eric Clapton thinks that I'm a good guitar player. Mm -hmm. He goes to the Crossroads Classic. It's in Texas that year, and Amy Grant goes with him. He's like, I know I'm the token country music artist, and I know nobody here probably knows who I am. But it's still cool to be invited, so I'm still going to enjoy this for what it is. And so she says, I'm going to go watch your set from the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, Vince Gill. Everybody gets up to go eat hot dogs and go to the bathroom. Stop. Then he starts playing, and he said, I picked this number, and I can't remember which one it was, that was just a smoking guitar riff at the beginning. And she said that she watched everybody leave the venue and then stop as he starts just jamming and it was two three four and then they all went back to their seats to watch him oh wow and she said it was so cool to watch that part i'm vince freaking gill (laughs) we just passed the anniversary of our conversations about starting this podcast it was back in october and you wanted to get on the other side of a surgery that jennifer was having before we started recording yes she had her second major back surgery in 2022 she had her first major back surgery in 2015 wow heather spent the entire day with me at the hospital there was actually a point in time when we were sitting in the waiting room and we saw this guy with this toolbox come rolling in and i asked somebody who that was he said oh that's the guy with the hardware for your wife's surgery they actually bring in a person that has a toolbox was he dressed like john mellencamp on stage (laughs) he did not have on a onesie But this toolbox was full of screws and plates and rods that are all different sizes and shapes. And it looked like a toolbox. Yeah. They look for the right size parts and pieces they need while in surgery Uh when they rebuild your spine. Because everybody's body's different. I get that part. I'm still blown away by the toolbox. It was. You'd think it would look like more official, like surgically official. Didn't say craftsman on it. (laughs) It was a long day eight hours at the hospital with recovery and she was in the hospital for a week five days on day two or three they said they need to get her up from the bed to the chair and she looked at him said you gotta have another thought in your mind because that ain't gonna happen (laughs) wow she finally got to the chair but it was a long week so we got home her sister came from illinois sort of helped me and helped her sort of get around for a week or so where i worked at the time oralex they were nice enough to send some food home for us They opted to get Boston Market, which is nice. Yeah. This is, I think, the first day we were home. Knock on the door, dinner time, 5 o'clock. Here's this person with trays and trays of food. They start setting up like they're setting up for a party. I mean, they didn't quite have the chafing dishes and the warmers, (laughs) but they had all this food. They'd ordered a large sum of food for us for a week. 
sides and entrees and condiments and had dishware and knives, forks, and spoons. All this stuff kept coming in and Jerry's like, who's here? What are they doing? And get them out of here and make them go away. She just wanted nothing to do with it. But they have chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Bring them in. She was just not in the mood to have anybody in her house. But they were setting it up like they were setting up a party. No, no, no. There's no party here. Just to hear her uh, cursing them from the other room. Make them go away, she says. <laughs> this person's hearing it. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Just finish up and go. <laughs> How many scars does she have on her back? She has a scar from the base of her bum all the way to the top of her neck now. Really? She's fused all the way up over the course of three surgeries. Wow. We did the math once. I came up with approximately two pounds of titanium in her body. Really? Between the rods and the screws and the plates. About two pounds. So she always nets off two pounds of her weight, whatever she weighs. Oh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. I didn't put these in me. <laughs> I'm not responsible for this. <laughs> that doesn't count as body weight. This is somebody else's idea, not mine. <laughs> My dad's mother had two sisters and a brother. So your great aunts and uncle. My dad's mother's side of the family, the Thompson family, there were four siblings. Mm, okay. And only two children came from those four siblings. So two of the four never had any children. Two only had one each. So his cousin, Anne, was like a sister to him. Different times in their life, they were close enough together in proximity that they were kind of like brother and sister, similar age. My whole life, she was Aunt Anne to me. And her husband was Uncle Bill. Okay. Jennifer says one day, you know, she's really not your aunt. Like, what are you talking about? Aunt Anne. No, she's not your aunt. She's really nothing. <laughs> Sure, your dad's cousin. <laughs> this is like how I found out that my mom was pregnant before they got married. <laughs> so she burst my bubble. This is, you know, within the last 20 years. Uh -huh. She was Aunt Anne because to our family, they were like brother and sister, mm -hmm. which would then make her an aunt. Mm -hmm. But she really was nothing. She's your highness. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure what dad's cousin is to his son, but it's not an aunt. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to Italy... In 2007, Jennifer says, the only thing you need to learn is no Parmesan. Is that if you're ordering for her? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or just order and make sure that they're clear, no Parmesan. So, okay, I'm going to look that up, see how you say that in Italian. Uh-huh. No Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. We were at the train station in Rome waiting for our train to Florence. How's the train station look in Rome? Well, they don't have chariot parking anymore, if that's what you're asking. It looks very European. <laughs> Doesn't look like a modern American airport. And us big, dumb Americans with more luggage than you should have brought <laughs> schleps our stuff down to the train station two hours before the train. So we got there. We got our tickets. Felt like the tickets we had were going to get us to Florence. We felt good about what we bought. And then an organist came out. and <laughs> <laughs> said he's going to play for about an hour. And you're like, well, this will pass part of the time. Turns out it passes the whole time. All the time. <laughs> so two hours later. They had those boards telling what train came from where and what track was going to land on. They were those mechanical boards where oh, all yeah. the letters spin, old school style. Kind of like the old scoreboards in baseball parks. So we were sitting there staring at this board, and we were waiting and waiting and waiting, waiting forever, it felt like. There's only so many tracks and so many trains, and they can only put up what's current, not what's happening two hours <laughs> in the future. And so we're sitting there, and some guy comes up to Jennifer and says, Hey, watch my bags. I'm going to go downstairs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Okay. Like, I guess she looked honest. She's like, I don't want to watch his bags. What if there's a bomb in there? 
I said, probably not. Get a shredded knife and cut it open and find out. <laughs> there may be a bomb. You don't know. <laughs> so anyway, the guy finally comes back from the Aren't restroom. they round with a fuse? <laughs> bombs? <laughs> yeah. They say TNT on them. <laughs> Wiley Coyote's bombs look like that. <laughs> so he comes back, and the guy uh, says thank you and walks away. And so finally on the ticker comes the train to Florence. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> We had bought an upgraded ticket to give us a first-class seat. You didn't want to hang with riffraff. Exactly. We think they're at the front of the train, so we're dragging 600 pounds of luggage all the way to the other end of the train and realize that, well, the front of the train comes in first, so we're at the back. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) Well, whose idea was it to go to the front? Probably mine. Okay. Thinking the front's that way. It didn't back in. It pulls in. (laughs) Then it becomes the back. <laughs> I want to see the conductor like leaning out the window, backing up the train. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you know, this is a long, big train. And so we're all at the other end. They're like, oh, that, that's back there. <laughs> that's a two-hour walk. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to miss it. And we're leaving. <laughs> Enjoy the music. <laughs> Organ concert. <laughs> We're going to play a death march for you, <laughs> since you're the one that suggested <laughs> So we got mom an Apple Watch to monitor her falls because she's now a fall risk. She's trying to put on her Depend, which is a pull-up diaper with a different name. Mm -hmm. It costs more because they call it Depend. The minute that you move from being... Huggies. Yeah. (laughs) The minute you move from Huggies to a larger version of Huggies, it costs more. By a lot. And just order extra large huggies. <laughs> I was talking to you the last time that we were together about finding the humor in things. Our granddaughter is two. Mm-hmm. She's wearing pull-up diapers. And Carly left a bundle of those there so that she knows that she's got them at mom's house. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> These don't fit. She can't put them on. They shrunk. <laughs> she brought it to me to help her put and it's got like disney characters on it. i go this isn't yours <laughs> was it song of the south disney characters <laughs> what is that uncle remus it's been canceled a few years ago cancel culture canceled first one to go <laughs> was it <laughs> she'll come out and it's like wrapped around her foot like a slipper <laughs> and she'll look at me and she'll go uh I-, I got no words for that it's got leg holes you can put on shorts why can't you put this on? I'm not even saying it to her, but in my mind, there is no difference. She doesn't even know what to call them. Special shorts. <laughs> so she's sitting on the edge of the bed trying to put these briefs on, and she can't figure it out, but she's doing it for long enough that the Apple Watch thinks that she's riding a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> How many miles has she logged? <laughs> it sends up confetti and a congratulations statement that she's ridden 15 minutes today. <laughs> At least now I don't have to work out. <laughs> Move on to the next thing on the list. <laughs> we went to Costa Rica for our 20th anniversary, and I would say every aspect of the trip was good. Our flights were good. The food was all good. Car ride from the airport, good. The resort, nice. Nothing to complain about. One of the events that we went on was a boat ride into the mangroves, which was very interesting, learning about some of the 
ecology that they have. Were you running cocaine at the time? We were not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we were actually in the mangrove area, we were about five miles from the Nicaraguan border, which was kind of interesting. No Sandinistas came across. Oh, that's good. Attacked our boat, but uh, <laughs> things are pretty quiet these days over there. <laughs> they were busy changing the spark plugs in the outboard. Yeah. <laughs> The next step of that trip was from the mangroves. We took another car ride into the rainforest. Jennifer, when she travels, she travels with every kind of lotion and ointment that you can imagine. How are the mosquitoes in the rainforest? Well, we had 100% DEET bug spray. Because you're not worried about procreating anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So we slathered that on. She had Dramamine. She had eye drops. She had sunscreen. She had various bug sprays and so she had a bunch of the stuff with her when we were into the rainforest and of course everybody else was getting eaten alive and so she was going around spraying people <laughs> like hey can i borrow that <laughs> how big are the mosquitoes in the rainforest they're like giant dragonflies didn't see them but you could feel them pinging off of you <laughs> but you had deets so they were literally pinging off. yeah they were hitting you and dropping dead <laughs> But she was going around spraying people <laughs> in the eyes. Hey! <laughs> then she gets out her cortisone spray with the people that had it. You know, oh, man, I got a big bite here. here. Let me take care of that with a cortisone <laughs> spray. <laughs> Anybody need any aspirin? <laughs> she had it all. Wow. Okay, so is that in, like, the fanny pack? It was. Okay. <laughs> she was ready to go. Does the fanny pack match the outfit? It did in the moment. Oh, did it? She doesn't have matching fanny packs. Michael Kors fanny pack? Gucci. Okay. <laughs> we had no communication issues at all on that trip. You mean between the two of you? At the resort. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> we spoke very well together. Did you? Yeah. That's good. Were you using Google Translate in the resort? We were not, but our car driver was. Really? While he's driving? On the return trip. <laughs> He said, I understand English, but I don't speak English. So we were using Google Translate as we rode from the resort back to the airport. We get home. It's time for lunch and really hadn't been to the grocery store yet. So it's time for a run to McDonald's for a fish sandwich. Okay. And we know how that goes. We talked about the time I went for a fish sandwich and there was no, no, <laughs> no fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say hold the fish no. by accident no. was it rather than no. hold the tartar? Place my normal order, which is one on the grill. And then one, no tartar, no cheese. So after I get the bag, I always open it up and check to see, because most of the time it's wrong. And sure enough, there's Jennifer's sandwich with cheese on it. Okay. So I take a big, deep breath, turn the car off, go inside, try to explain to the manager the grievous error they've made. Mm -hmm. And he might as well have said, no Inglés. Oh, okay. (laughs) So we're we're there. (laughs) You're a Google Translate at the McDonald's. I wish I had it. You know what, though? They're trying to live the American dream. They just don't realize not all Americans have cheese on their fish. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So I tried to explain to them, and and I said, it's really simple. I said, it's bread, fish, bag. (laughs) It's just that simple. Then he says to me, no cheese? Yes, no cheese. So then he goes back and starts, you know, laying into one of the cooks in this diatribe in I Spanish. I kill you. <laughs> Finally comes back and I open it and look at it and it was correct and oh, nice. turned around and walked away. But it was ironic that the only language barrier I happened to have was here in our own backyard versus Costa Rica. And no ticks, no foreign objects, no, no. bad water. Saw some howler monkeys. Okay. Those were pretty wild at night, mm-hmm. screaming in the trees. Did it sound like a Jim Irsay band song? Nearly. Did it? It actually sounded better. Did it? (laughs) (laughs) They were more in tune. I'm sure they were. (laughs) Sounded like David Lee Roth. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You needed a passport. We did. 
Do you just stay current with your passport, or do you have to get one or renew? Or? We renewed ours when our first ones expired. I think they're good for 10 years, and it's a whole process. you got to fill out a bunch of paperwork. you got to ship them in. They send it back with a big hole drilled through the middle of it. What? To void it, the old ones. Oh, I see. They return them and then send the new ones. I think the last passport I had was Mike's car wash. <laughs> <laughs> My kids have all had passports. Keely had a passport. I've never had one. When we went to Italy in 2007, that's the first time we had passports. I went to Europe when I was in high school. Back then, you could have a family passport. <laughs> really? <laughs> like a Kings Island book pass? Kind of. I don't think we had individual passports. We were getting ready for this big Italy trip. I had a bunch of stuff all laid out on the bed, just sort of getting ready for some of the excursions and tours and some of the, just the information. I had the passports out there, and I flipped mine open. Probably had had it for months. I look at mine, and I notice it's sex F. What? That's what I said. Was that the Halloween that, you know, you just decided to cross-dress? It was not. That was my first Halloween. Oh. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> I have pictures. <laughs> I had no control over my costume at age six months old. Oh, I see. They dressed my dad in a dress for his first two years. Just because? It was easier. <laughs> All kids wore the same clothes until you got old enough where you shouldn't be doing it. That's a subject to tiptoe around these days. I know it. Absolutely. Nice story. <laughs> so he came back. This is another one of those acorn stories. He was standing out on the porch with his grandfather, and his grandfather said, you want anything to drink? And he's like, I only drink pasteurized milk. My great-granddad looked at him, and he goes, son, look out there. You see them cows out there? My dad's like, yeah, what are them cows standing in? <laughs> I don't know. They standing in a pasture. You're drinking pasteurized milk. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And he was too small to know. The <laughs> Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Another glass, please. So back to my uh, passport. Sorry about that. No, that's quite all right. When I noticed that it said sex F. <laughs> Like you said, what? And I said, what? So I called Jennifer. She says, what? <laughs> was it Angie Simons? No, no, okay. no. It was everything was right. So this is two weeks before the trip. Oh, nice. And no time to go through the bureaucracy of replacement passports. So we drove to Chicago. I thought you were going to say war address. <laughs> Just I go with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little handbag. That's right. Fanny lipstick. pack. Yeah. <laughs> That was a uh, aha moment. Can you just imagine if I hadn't noticed? The agent goes, you going through the change? <laughs> it says F. And you're like, yeah, F it. Yeah, I should have taken my uh, label maker and just <laughs> changed it. <laughs> Initial and date. <laughs> Let me ask you this about your trip. What airline did you fly? American. Of course you did. Because when you go to Costa Rica, you want to fly American. You do. You don't want to fly Costa Rica Airlines. I'll be flying Southwest and, you know, you do that 24-hour check-in thing, but you can pay extra for early check-in. And, and it seems like half of the flight is willing to pay for early check-in. Correct. I'll be checking in tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning and ding, 10.30 in the morning and you're already in like the second seating group. Does it matter big picture? No. It's a direct flight. You still get there at the same time. A seat's a seat. A seat's a seat. I'm not going to a concert down there. I'm going to a conference, and the conference is the next day. So The peanuts taste the same in that seat versus the front. What tastes the same? The peanuts. Peanuts. Oh, okay. The pretzels. The pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say pretzels.
your highness and and pretzels i can't spit it out you know the pretzels taste the same in your seat and the front seat they do so it doesn't matter it doesn't we always do the early check-in you pay for the early check-in yes so you're the guy i'm the guy you're the guy in front of me okay yeah all right so what does that get you thinking ahead is it worth my money now you're doing it because of jennifer's back or her impatience (laughs) (laughs) she likes to be the first one on and the first one off Uh uh-huh it's just the way she's wired. You end up in like row one or two or something like that? And we always head straight for over the wing oh. because of extra legroom. Oh, yeah. As people right. are fighting for the front of the plane, we're going right to the middle of the plane. That's a good call. When we went to Costa Rica, we flew first class. Oh, did you? Do they do massages in first class? Not anymore. Oh, okay. They do fine china, though. <laughs> As you're eating your pretzels in the back, we're eating a chicken breakfast omelets. <laughs> it should be a frittata or something. It shouldn't be a breakfast omelet. That's too much of a commoner thing. You got to go with something that's just a little bit more fancy. Avocado toast. Well, there you go. I was impressed, though, with the uh, fine china fine china and actually metal utensils. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I could storm the cockpit with this knife if I wanted to. <laughs> Not sure how far I'd get. If the captain's made of butter, you'd be taking over that flight. <laughs> I got a butter knife and I'm not afraid to use it. Hi, this is Andy. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share. Remember, laughter is contagious. Help us spread it by telling a friend.